How's everybody this morning? Being ready to learn and keep moving on? Well, last week we uh, we looked at uh, the the needy ones in uh, within the church. So I'm gonna we're gonna work on verse 15 today. So we'll, we'll, if you turn with me to First uh, Corinthians 5 verse 15, is see that none render evil for evil unto any man. But ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you that you do have control of us. Father, we also thank you that uh, even though you have control of this world and you control things that are going on, you still give us a free will. And Father, I thank you for uh, the times that uh, we can do what you have us want us to do or would desire us to do and to do what is right and father but i do thank you also that you forgive us when we fail you and we bring that to you and we ask for forgiveness and father i pray as we look into these verses today that we would just understand why it's important for us to not render evil for evil but to give good for evil and Father, we do thank you that you bless us for that. You encourage us to do that. And we ask it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, like we mentioned last week, um, kind of a, a quick review, uh, responding to the needy believers. And so if, if we were to summarize kind of what we reviewed, you know, what kind of statement would we make about the unruly? And I've got some canned ones up here, but but if, if you're to make a statement about responding to those, you know, what would you summarize with the unruly, for instance? Rebuke. Rebuke, yes. But how do we rebuke them? Lovingly, of course. Right. You know, and, and, and as it says... Um, you know, lovingly tell them that they're wrong and need to change their ways. You know, and because we talk about peace, but yet we can approach things and we can not make it peaceable with unruly people. Because you know, as they were describing most of those here in 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 Thessalonica, they were busybodies. They were idle. They had time on their hands. Uh, they were. Um, one person said, you know, they were not just taking leisure from work. They were taking complete time away from work. Um, you know, it's like some people, when they're retired early, they become busybodies and get involved in things and become unruly. And it's very important. And then we look at the feeble-minded. You know, how would we describe them? And remember, we talked about them as being ones that were... Uh, you know, maybe not not so much. They might not have the knowledge, or maybe not be able to apply that knowledge very well. So, how what would you say there with with them as a statement, a general statement for say the feeble-minded? Would that one work for them? Actively seek to console and encourage them, because really bringing people along. Like I said, the level of knowledge we have here is exceptional. And it's, it's 
wonderful to be able to share that with each other. And there's some areas where maybe some of us are feeble-minded and we do need that bit of encouragement. And then the weak. You know, how would you, what would you say to the weak? Don't criticize or dismiss their concerns, you know. And when we look at this, you know, seek to teach and spiritually strengthen them. And when we look at all three of those, we have that going on today with us. That makes it very, very evident that though it was talking about the, the, <clears throat> the folks in, in Thessalonica, we can apply it to basically any age. And we see it today, and we are looking, as we look into that, concern for others. Verse 15 really sets us up for what we're going through today. But you, you consider the people there, you know, rendering, you know, see that none render evil for evil unto any man. Well they were being criticized on a regular basis and it's you know it's it's to you know trying to make it so that it, you know want to make sure or take care that you don't do this and here god is expecting a lot from a very immature group of people yet today you know there are many immature christians and you know if we think back when we were first saved how did we respond to things well, we still responded very worldly. And it's, you know, they, they had just, some of these had just come out of uh, a pagan religion. Some maybe had no religious affiliation at all. And others had the, the Jewish affiliation. And yet they were being criticized from each one of those groups. Why do you want to join something like this? You know, it's some sort of cult. You know, you're, you have nothing to do with this group and this group or this group, and it's something completely different. Why, why would you want to do that? And, and even to the point of, we don't want anything to do with you. We want, we, you know, we're not going to do business with you. And I can imagine many people during that time probably lost customers, lost friends, were ostracized from their families. You know, some groups, uh, you know, you they consider you dead if you don't continue on with their religion. You know, last week we, <laughs> we watched Fiddler on the Roof. And, you know, they were very staunch in their, their, uh, their method that, that you will marry within, you know, the Jewish faith. And one of the daughters didn't. And the father, Tavia, as far as he was concerned, she was dead. But you could see that that was something that was just really tough for him to think about. And when they were leaving, you know, he, he was doing everything he could not to look at her. And the, the, the daughters and the mother were trying to wish her well and not upset father. And finally, he says, you know, God be with you. And finally, they all looked around like, God be with you. And, you know, just kind of like, okay, have a little bit of remorse. But that's what happens to a lot, some people when they become a Christian. And, but yet, this whole thing of evil for evil is, is interesting. And uh, I, as I was going through here, they had like a little short blurb in the uh, instructor's manual. I don't know in the student manual how much they mentioned about it. But 
really think about this is something that's important uh, as far as Christians go because guess what we can get caught up in it very very easily and it says you know God's always been against the individual taking vengeance you know uh, Romans uh, 12 17 and we're going to look at uh, Matthew 5 and some of the Old Testament um, verses with it but Romans 12 17 it says recompose to no man evil for evil provide things honest in the sight of all men and then down in verse 19 dearly beloved avenge not yourself but rather give place unto wrath for it is written vengeance is mine I will repay saith the Lord and if you look at this when you think about evil for evil most people I'm going to get even with that person that's a lot of times what the average person and even some Christians and especially today with social media it's very easy to get caught up in that well they said this so I'm going to say that and it can be back and forth back and forth trying to either get one up on the person or to just you know get that person to just quit and in reality what are we doing we're sinning we're, we're rendering evil for evil and you know it, it's pointed out that the government has given that right for vengeance God has uh, allowed for that and you know uh, Matthew uh, 5 <clears throat> if you want to turn there Matthew 5 38 to 42 uh, we'll read it and it says ye have heard that has been said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth but I say unto you that ye resist not evil but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek turn to him the other also and if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat give him thy cloak also and whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile go with him twain give to him that asketh thee from him that would borrow thee turn not thou away and when you think about this concept Jesus was not denying that this law was set up and in fact in Leviticus and uh, in Exodus Leviticus and, and Deuteronomy uh, Exodus 21 24 says eye for an eye tooth for tooth hand for hand foot for foot but it was identified for the magistrates to do it but some of the uh, Pharisees and the uh, uh, church uh, elders decided that ah, just as easy for a man to do that and they were when a judge looked at something and he wanted to make sure that if you were harmed that you should be repaid for that harm uh, an equal amount and the the uh, laws of Moses laid out that what would happen if if you injured somebody or if you killed somebody and it was murder then you should be killed and it identified all of these but it was not for the individual to to determine but yet What's the average person do? You know, Leviticus 24.20 says, Breach for breach, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. As he has caused a blemish in a man, so shall it be done to him again. Or in Deuteronomy 19.21, Thine eye shall not pity, but life shall go for life. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot. And these were given to the magistrates to determine a judge. You know, it's, that's why it's against the law to go out and, well, 
take the law into your own hands. I am going to get even with that person for what they did to me. You know, vigilante justice is, is, is a good way that happens. And it's hap it happens today. People are going to get even for what's done. You know, and, and Christ, like I said in, in Matthew 5, he wasn't finding fault with that. He was just pointing out that he says, you don't need to be doing this. It's not your place to do it. And, but yet, the Jews, in this case, they made it a private issue. I'm going to determine myself that I'm going to get recompense for what you did to me. And people were, for the longest time, you know, they would take people to court for things. It was point out not to be doing that, but but God was ensuring or wanted to ensure that no, it's my position. I am the judge, and Christ is going to be that righteous judge for that. And the general principle, uh, you know, we're not also we're not to resist evil, and it's not to make it such that we're pacifists. Um, there, there. There are religious groups out there that do not believe it in any kind of returned anger for anything, not to, and even to the point of not defending themselves. There was, um, I'm trying to remember, oh, um, Mrs. Eichler, a friend of ours, she came, uh, family, her, her family heritage is Russian, and there was evidently a massacre of Russian Mennonites some years ago. And I, I saw a documentary about that of, of some of the descendants. They didn't defend themselves. They were just, they were shot and killed. Things were taken away from them. And those that survived, they says, I don't hold any remorse to that people. And they didn't fight back. They didn't defend themselves. Yet, what did Christ say about defending yourself? You know, if you look in there, he, he said, when you go someplace, take two swords. You're going to need to defend yourself. I mean, it's like, going up against a wild animal. You know, if you don't have something to defend yourself with, guess what? You're going to get you're going to die. But we should realize that we can defend our lives. If our lives are being threatened, we should be realize that we can defend ourselves. Christ doesn't tell us not to. He also some of the groups, they don't believe in going to war or or fighting for their country. The Quakers, they've taken a vow of of pacifism and the United States government has recognized it and allowed them to be conscientious objectors and to not call them up when the draft was around. They weren't called up because they were, if, if, they, did, if they made that choice. Of course, some of them made a choice to go in, wanted to keep a vow, they wanted to support themselves in the military and their church actually excommunicated them, but they, they kept the vow that I want to be a conscientious objector, one of them became a, a, a hospital corpsman. He was given the Medal of Honor because he was on Iwo Jima and he was carrying men back and forth during the Battle of Iwo Jima and never fired a shot himself. I think a movie was made not too long ago, but he, I don't remember how many people he actually went in into gunfire and brought people out and saved them as a result of that. And he was given a Medal of Honor for it. I don't remember the man's name. But, but he said, I'm going to serve my country. And I will serve in a capacity that I think that, that would be comfortable and still keep my religion. You know, that's their choice. But we should realize that we are allowed to defend ourselves. We sh should, that, that we 
uh, and, and it's not wrong to do that, to protect our family, to protect our property. And United States laws have done that. And if a person were to kill somebody in, in the meantime, well, the law looks on that not as murder because you weren't purposefully going out and doing that. That's something that makes it very, uh, some people would take uh, offense with that. You know, thou shalt not kill. Well, when you read it, it's wanton murder, going out and committing murder and, and, and doing so with the idea that I am just going to destroy things. I am going to kill things. And when we think about that situation, it's, it's um, not that we should sit by and watch things happen, but we should be defending ourselves. So it's very important when it says uh, with an eye for, or, uh, eye for an eye, evil, you know, don't return evil for evil. I, I ran across a, a person that identified something called the British triad of three men, uh, three classes of men. And one person actually broke it out into four, and uh, they identify the beginning of that as uh, the man of the devil, or one person put it, the cruel man, or the communist way, is to return evil for good. And you, you think of Joseph and his brothers. Well, what did he do? He didn't return evil, but his brothers returned evil for he thought he was doing good and guess what they they went on you know he genesis 44 4 and says and when they were gone into out of the city and not yet far off joseph said unto his steward up and follow after the men and thou shalt dust overtake them saying to them wherefore ye have rewarded evil for good you know he kind of challenged them a little bit but yet he could have he could have gotten retribution because of his position in egypt but yet he didn't, did he? He ended up, the Pharaoh actually gave Joseph the permission to bring the family down. This whole family that, well, the brothers wanted to kill him, he turned around and he actually made them good. David, in uh, 1 Samuel 25, 21, he says, you know, when he was encountered with Nabal, he says, now David hath said, surely in vain have I kept all this, this that this fellow hath in, in the wilderness so that nothing was missed of all that pertained unto him. And he hath requited me evil for good. Surely in vain I have kept all that this fellow hath. You know, David really wasn't expecting anything, but he said, hey, you know, um, our men are hungry. Would you, would you help them a little bit? And no, oh boy, he just railed on him. Of course, a little bit later, you know, what happened? He, <laughs> I think Nabal lost his property. He died and ended up the one... The, the wife became his, 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 his David's wife. But in Psalm 38, 20, he says, David, uh, how his enemies were treated him. They also that rendered evil for good are mine adversary because I follow the thing that it good is. And many times David re, re looks back at that and says, this is how they treated me when I was good to them? Well, what's happening today? What's happening to people that are doing good? Well, people are trying to, well, they call it the cancel culture or anything. In Thessalonica, the same kind of thing was happening. They did not want them to, to be good people. They wanted, they were trying to get them to, to fall in. Proverbs 17, 13 said, Whoso rewardeth evil for good, evil shall not depart his house. 
and and it's it's you know saying that if they're going to do that they're going to continue to be evil and they're of the devil is is as as one one pointed out is that the the evil way and then the other is the the common way or how was it uh, um, the man of men and that's where we see this you know the common way is return evil for evil hey, the common man's going I'm going to get even for what you've done or the courteous or the civil way the same type and there are moral people out there that hey somebody did something good for me I want to do something good for you you know and that's just a you know a nice thing and some people do they reward that they, they they believe if you do something for them I want to do something good for you and then then you got the the other side where evil for evil you know and, and it's it's amazing um, how men really think that you know that I think there was a, a saying we used to laugh uh, before I got saved it says do unto others before they do it to you you know kind of a reverse of the of the golden rule and then of course when you look at this the other is the Christian man or the man of God or the Christian way is to return evil or to return good for evil Matthew uh, 539 we went through there you know resist not evil and turning the other cheek not to be a pacifist but don't provoke a fight because sometimes turning the other cheek is going to result in the person's going to say well you're not going to fight back and you know it's like well what good's it going to do and who knows it might have a reaction to that person because like in, in verse 17 uh, uh, Romans 17 we, we said earlier recompense no evil for evil provide things that are honest in the sight of all men and it says you know don't take notice of every little injury because some people will try to injure you no matter what you do they might be jealous like we talked about some of the leaders in the church they were well, they might have been uh, you know very good friends with the person but now that this person's in a leadership position some people are going to figure out what can I do to derail that person or make it so that they're going to look at me um, and I'm sure each one of us has probably had that happen to us sometime in our life I can say that it's happened many times I actually lost a position with uh, one company because I didn't do things a certain way in other words cheat uh, to get certain quotes and I was actually removed from the position I was in I still was required to do all those things but I was demoted and this other person was promoted over me of course he didn't do anything about it but he was willing to compromise I wasn't and I found out later on the person that actually created the whole thing, they got fired. Found out that their spouse was working for the one company that was giving a kickback into that and turned around. They said, hmm, well, by that time I'd already left. But a friend of mine pointed out, goes, oh, you know, so-and-so, yeah. They got fired. Really? And then he explained to me, and I said, well, that's too bad. Because, you know, both her and her the husband were, were, were fired from their positions as a result. He says, well, I guess the Lord does extract things. I said, you know, that's, that's life. <laughs> that's the only way I could say it. 
Now, I wasn't going to rail on the person. I, I felt kind of sad because they did lose their position. But when you think about this, uh, also uh, 1 Peter 3, 9 says, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but counterwise blessings, knowing that ye are thereunto called that ye should inherit a blessing. And, it's, and knowing that you're, you're, we're, we're called to be Christians should allow us to obtain a blessing as a result of that. Not that we're looking for that specifically, but by looking, saying, do I really need to respond to that? Or, oh, well, let's look at, for instance, uh, where did I run away with it? Romans 12, 21. Let's turn there real quick. 19 and 20 is what I'm going to look at. Because when, when we realize that in verses 19, it says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, saith, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. It's, it's important for us to understand that we can look at somebody who is trying to harm us and we can turn that around. Not that we're going, oh, boy, if I do this to them, they're going to really think differently because we're as much as sin that way as well. But we should make it our, our point that we are looking at this from a point of view of not reacting but responding to it. But oftentimes when somebody's out to, hind, uh, uh, to injure you, go to scripture. Talk with them. Maybe uh, sometimes they were doing that not realizing that, oh, you know, you, you really weren't trying to, to get that position over me. You know, I'm really sorry for the way I went about doing that. You know, and, 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 and considering this, uh, the question that comes up is, is you know, what can, uh, you know, what things can be considered evil for evil or what is considered rendering evil? When we're, when we're working with people or somebody that has done something to us that, well, we might want to try to derail somebody, but what are some of the things that, that we could do without thinking about that that is actually evil for evil? What types of actions? Pastor? Might withhold good from yeah. Or yeah. Might withhold good. Yeah. It's for something. I've known people that made it, uh, well, I don't agree with that preacher. I'm not going to pay my tithe anymore. Well, not only, <laughs> you know, I've, I've known some people, well, then Lord, well, my, make up for it. You know, it's like thinking, well, I put enough money into here. The Lord always has a better attitude toward it. But no, withholding good for somebody, you know, that's, that's one way. What's another? Gossip. <laughs> that's the big one. Really, when we think about that, that's probably the, the easiest thing and the worst thing that we could do when rendering evil. And all it takes is a little bit. Of it, it's like a, a fire. It's like putting gasoline on a fire. You know, 
gossip, talking behind their back, um, sabotaging somebody's ministry or somebody's work. I, I had that happen with me, like I said. They were sabotaging the process that I was doing for getting quotes and getting bids for, for the work that we needed done. And somebody would come in and goes, well, I can get it for this. And when I had just got a bid from them for that amount and find out why, well, sure enough, their spouse was the one that was actually, oh, if we talk with that person, and they'll give us a better deal. And found out there was kickbacks going on. Well, you know, that was sabotage. Um, praying against somebody. Boy, I tell you what, I really don't agree with that. I'm going to pray that that doesn't happen. And, and we've... Um, with a, a, a tongue-in-cheek attitude of, well, that person wants to leave, so we're going to pray against them leaving. And then the very next breath, go, no, really, we want where God wants you to be. We just want you to be here. This is where God wants you, we think. You know, and, and making light of it, but in such a way that we know, hey, when that person leaves, it, it, we're going to miss them, and we don't want to derail them. And that's, that's something that some people think about. Um, you know, Leviticus 19.16 says, Thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among thy people, neither shalt thou stand against the blood of thy neighbor. I am the Lord. It's, it's, it's very important for us to, to realize that you know, we can hinder people. Uh, we mentioned earlier, and it's been mentioned many times, social media today is a big issue where we can do that. We can damage somebody. We can do it either open forum like some people do on, on social media so the public sees it, or they go in and they do the private messaging thing back and forth and try to instill something that goes on. It might permeate a lie of some sort and realize that oh, this had not to be happening. You know, uh, Titus 3.2 says, To speak evil of no man, be not brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Talking about the office of, of uh, church office uh, officers coming in. But as Christians, we should be the same way. We should not try to make it so that, you know, I'm better than them or I'm going to get back to them. So, and it's important for us to know that vengeance is for the Lord, not for us. He's just, He knows all that's going on with that. We don't. We might not see the whole picture. And that's oftentimes the, 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 the issue that goes on is, is that somebody only sees part of it and doesn't realize the whole thing. And they get an idea in their mind, I'm going to make sure that that doesn't happen and then come to find out that in doing so created even a bigger problem. And it's a sin when we, when we take it upon ourselves to do that. And we should rest knowing that God is in control of the situation, not us. We, we try to take it out of God's hands. What happens when man gets, get, tries to outrun God? We mess it up. You know, think of Abraham, David, and others. You know, I'm going to do it this way. God goes, well, go ahead. But you're not going to get, well, Moses going into the promised land. He says, you can see it, but you're not going to go there. So it's, it's very important for us. We need, we need to realize that when we do, I'm not saying aid the enemy, but when a person does something wrong to us, 
turn it about and make it good. You know, maybe you've gotten in an argument with somebody over something. And then when you stop and think about it, you go back to that person and say, you know, I said, that, wasn't, that wasn't good. So I'm really sorry for, for how I acted with this. And next thing you know, you've basically disarmed the person. When they really wanted to get back at you, all of a sudden they realize, well, and when you lay it out in such a way, it might be a witnessing opportunity. The person might say that, you know, says, I'm, I'm a Christian and, and what I did was so very wrong. The person goes, well, you know, I'm a Christian too, and I shouldn't have acted that way. And, and you know what? Let's pray about this. I've had that happen too <laughs> with some people. Sat down and next thing you know, you're having a, a good time of prayer and fellowship with it. So when we think about this, you know, it's promoting peace within all men. God's he, pointing out that it's not just those within this church. That's important. But all men, people that we encounter and in such a way that, and, and to bring men to repentance is one thing. God is acting continually. He does good to all, even to the rebellious. He designs that his goodness should lead people to repentance. That's, that's the real goal when we, we think about that. Why are we left on this earth? We're to encourage other brethren. We're to edify one another. But we're also to lead people into the kingdom. So that people would act, and this is interesting, I started laughing um, that some people think that, you know, if we would act on the principles of the gospel, the world would soon be at peace. Now, some groups actually believe that. We would like to believe that that's going to happen, but what scripture tell us? <laughs> While we're on this earth, until Christ returns, there's going to be a certain amount of chaos. But he wants us to do the best that we can. He wants us to do what he asked us to do. And it's to go through there. You know, no man would suffer himself many times to be overwhelmed uh, in this way with coals of fire. You know, if, if you've got somebody that, that's always antagonizing you. Um, think back to Fiddler on the Roof when... Uh, the Tavia and uh, Laser Wolf, they were talking about their daughter. To his, uh, when they started out, uh, they were communicating back and forth, and the, the father was thinking that the, the butcher wanted to buy his new milk cow. And in reality, he says, I just want to marry your daughter. But his whole thing of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a lonely man, I'm a widow, and why do you want my cow then? I don't want your cow, I want to marry your daughter. And you know, th this whole thing, and but yet they were antagonists back and forth on a variety of things. When they did have the wedding, the, the man gave six chickens to them, and he gave it out of his gracious heart. Well, the father and them, they started arguing back and forth. Well, in the very end, when they were being told to leave the town, the two of them hugged each other and says, we're going to be neighbors. I'm going to be in Chicago, USA, and you're going to be in New York, USA. <laughs> we're going to be neighbors, as far as they were concerned. And they left, you know, as friends. They were antagonists with each other. But they were not trying to, well, they were trying to be one up on each other. It's not human nature, but we should meet all in kindness with kindness as best that we can. We might not be able to. We might have to defend ourselves, especially if it's, if it's a physical type of thing. But we shouldn't 
create a problem. We shouldn't promote that. We, we should always have the opportunity, you know, always with the Holy Spirit guiding and directing us on what to do. That's what the basis of all this. We want to return good for evil and not evil for evil or evil for good. And the Lord will give us that ability if we let him. And that's the thing we need to realize that we don't want to outrun God. We want to, we want to stay in lockstep with him such that he give us, gives us the right answer when somebody maybe gives us something wrong. And that's so very important. And when we start looking at the next set of <clears throat> uh, guidelines of dealing with God and God's word, we need to understand that that's what he wants for us. He's laying the groundwork for a good walk on this earth and a walk among men. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for your blessings. We thank you, Father, that you give us the wisdom that we need to react and to respond properly. Though when we react, oftentimes it's wrongly, but when we respond, it's with thought and the direction that you would have us to go that would glorify your name and not ours. But Father, we realize that it's important that we do good, that our testimony would go before us, and that when we're trying to, to return an equal amount of retribution for things, that we actually tarnish our reputation and our testimony, and we tarnish yours. And Father, we want to be able to realize that we can glorify you in our actions. We can mend many fences by our actions. And we thank you, Father, for that. We thank you for the wisdom that you give us, the direction that you guide us, and know that uh, it's all to glorify you. And we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen.